0: we are looking at the same guy? Yeah, what is it you're looking at? I see a guy looks like he just slept in his
1: clothes. Ah, that's what everybody sees. There's more? Oh yeah, a lot more. The Dory Monson Show on Cairo Radio. This is The Big Lead.
2: I'm loving too. Coming to you from the Carter Subaru studio, welcome to our top stories this hour. Chris Sullivan will join us live at 2.30 to talk about this bizarre Decision by the governor and the DOT is they will not rehire the unvaxed snowplow drivers. And meanwhile, our passes remain a hot me- Actually, a cold mess. Talk about that in just a minute. And then, Nicole, we'd never brought this up on the air, but Brandy just kind of let the cat out of the bag. But you're going to be gone tomorrow.
3: I am. And That's And... Sweet. I well, all right.
2: we, oh, we hadn't mentioned this on the air because uh, I was afraid that it would look like I was uh, you know tooting my own horn for this oh, uh, birthday-slash-Christmas never... gift that I got to you.
3: Yeah, you teased it. You said you had something big, and then that was then before I, to say, I didn't want to talk about it. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, but, but then Brandy said what it was. So.
3: Mm-hmm. so
2: you're going to go see uh, Luke Bryan in Vegas tomorrow night. Yeah, I couldn't even remember <laughs> when Brent well, and I started talking. I couldn't even remember the artist that I bought the tickets for you to go see.
3: And apparently, she couldn't either. So that no, she
2: couldn't funny. either. She <laughs> thought it was uh, Morgan Whalen. No, Dirks Bentley. No,
3: Dirks, yeah,
2: one, one of those guys.
3: Yeah, she knows he's my guy. But, but um, uh, but yeah, no, it's fun and it's funny that you couldn't remember. Did you? Do you want to tell the funny story behind why I have to miss tomorrow?
2: Well, okay, so so I got these tickets a couple months ago. I've been telling Nicole that, because she had to plan, you know, this trip, and, and then I finally told you a couple months, or yeah, two months ago before we did the ticket transfer from me to you, and I told you it was on Saturday night.
3: Right, so you I gave me a piece was. of paper rolled up and with a little bow on it and it just oh, is yeah, a picture yeah. of Luke and like here's the front or you're you're going to Saturday night show, front row, blah blah blah. Right? Yeah. So then I'm like, Okay, so I book the trip, book the hotel, get brandy, all of that on board. And, and then, then last week you do the week, ticket
2: transfer and Nicole calls me and says, You realize tickets for Friday, not Saturday, right? And, uh no. Yeah, I don't I think
3: that's I how I it. said it. I said, Dory, these tickets are for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, eh, just
2: do it. Just go. Ah,
3: just go. That's a lot of changes to make to a trip a, a week before. Well, it wasn't a but, week. You had,
2: you had three weeks.
3: No, that was just last week.
2: Was it? No. Oh, okay, yes. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. But all right, it's okay.
3: But... We have figured it out, and I'm very excited, and I do have my outfits all picked out, and yeah, I'll report back.
2: But then, then after I got the tickets, you're such a big country music fan, and you probably don't even remember this, but a couple of times, both on and off the air, I was you know, uh, where would Luke Bryan be on the list of the biggest? And you were always like, oh, he's, yeah, he's like top ten, but it wasn't like you were crazy about him.
3: Um Well, I like him. I like him a lot. I've met him. I spilled my drink on him, remember? I do remember that. Yeah. So, yeah. uh no, I'm a big, I mean, I know his songs. I'm a big fan. But okay. I, I'm just a fan of going to live country music, you know? Yeah. So.
2: okay. Okay. So, so you're leaving early tomorrow so you can make a Friday night show since I goofed that up.
3: Yeah. And it's rodeo week in Vegas, too. So it's busy there. Oh, man. Mm-hmm.
2: Can you imagine all those country people? That all the rodeo folk who are going to be there tomorrow night.
3: Yeah, all the cowboys.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I, I hope it's wonderful. I really because it's you know be great. we've had Brandy we've done- had such a great year on the show, and and like I said, to Brandy, you're uh, great to work with, but you're a great friend. So. Uh, I was kind of excited about this. I was excited. I'm
3: very impressed with your... uh, Typically, you ask for help with my gifts, I think. And this one was all on your own.
2: Yes, I know. So, well Um, done. Once in a while. Once in a while, I can come up with stuff. (laughs) All right. All that is mere (laughs) prelude. Let's get right to The Big Lead. The Big Lead. Top story. And, by the way, I'm getting as much feedback as any topic we've done in ages on this outrageous merchant of death swap for a WNBA star. And somebody asked me, he said, Dory, why do you keep pointing out that Brittany Griner is black and a lesbian? Because everything the Biden administration does is about virtue signaling. They do it so that they can get, and this is what I said to Brandy about this, they do it so that they can get social media plaudits. And Brittany Griner checks a couple of boxes. Uh, The Marine who's been sitting in a Russian prison for four years, Paul Whelan, he's uh, white and a man. And so you don't get social media plaudits for that. You do for Brittany Griner because WNBA stars were tagging Joe Biden as they were tweeting about how they had to free Brittany Griner. Uh, And Brittany Greiner deserves to be free. Ten months is more than enough for what she was accused of or convicted of doing. But to swap her for one of the most vile terrorist arms dealers on the planet so it can go and kill Ukrainians while we're sending $91 billion to Ukraine to defend itself. Uh, And then I just saw a disgusting photograph at the top of the hour of Brittany Griner and the Merchant of Death. And they were passing each other, just within five feet of each other, on a tarmac. They believe the photo was taken in the United Arab Emirates. But uh, Victor Boot, the Merchant of Death, and Brittany Griner are walking right by each other. And to say that that's some equivalency for the United States of America, but it's it's not. It is the Biden administration hoping to get cachet with uh, the virtue signaling crowds. And that's all it was about. You don't get a lot of video hoorays on TikTok if you free a middle-aged white male Marine. But for Brittany Griner, oh, you'll get all kinds of plot. And, you know, another example of that, uh, his press secretary, Colleen Jean-Pierre, um, they're getting pressed now. And she said, no, 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 it wasn't a choice. Given the nature
1: of the total, totally illegitimate charges they have levied against
2: Paul. Unfortunately, the choice became to either bring Brittany home or no one. Okay, but you say that it was totally unreasonable charges against the Marine. And yet, you're willing to trade a vile terrorist for him. I mean, for Brittany Griner, you had a chip to play. And when you're negotiating, it's all about what leverage do you have? That is the only thing that matters in negotiations. What kind of leverage do you have? And they had the guy that Vladimir Putin, an international terrorist himself, they have the guy that Putin wanted to get out of America so that he could go to war against the rest of the world And continue to do that. And they give them up because Brittany Griner was getting a lot of hashtags. I'll give you another example of this. So Karine Jean-Pierre, she was asked another question earlier today. And she she cannot ad-lib any answers. So they ask her a question, and then she flips through her binder uh, until she finds the pre-written answer. Well, she flipped to the wrong page. And she started answering a question that had nothing to do with what she had just been asked.
0: Senator Shaheen has a statement. She's
4: apparently not coming to the ball tonight. Oh, okay. uh, she's upset that the president uh, endorsed a proposal to uh, put South Carolina in New Hampshire. And she says that New Hampshire
0: uh, is now vulnerable
2: for her part. So this is about when states are going to have primaries. And so Biden supports the South Carolina primary being before New Hampshire. Nobody cares. But that's what the question is. Biden supports South Carolina's primary being before New Hampshire, and somebody from South Carolina is not going to go to some ball tonight because she's upset. Well, KJP flipped to the wrong page. Hey, uh, does the president have
0: a response to that? So look, um... We honor, uh, we honor the Hatch Act, as I as I mentioned many times before here. As we are talking about a potential election in 2020 uh, for a presidential election, but looking backward, it is the ultimate irony, uh, you know, uh, that the 2020 election was was uh, was proven by the Trump administration's homeland. Oh, sorry, I think I got ahead of
2: myself there. <laughs> we take the law very seriously. I got ahead of myself. She started reading the wrong. Answer to that question. So why is Karine Jean Pierre? Why is she the White House press secretary? She is clearly the most incompetent person ever to hold that role. Well, the same reason that the Biden administration was really eager to get some social media cachet by getting Brittany Griner free. Karine Jean-Pierre checks the same two boxes that Brittany Griner does. And that's the only thing that matters now in America, is, uh, or to this administration. The only thing that matters is what kind of virtue signaling can you get out of something. So they thought nothing about leaving a wrongly, accru- a wrongly accused Marine who's been sitting in Russian jail for four years, to leave him in Russia, but they trade an arms dealer, nicknamed the Merchant of Death, to get Brittany Griner out. It is so sick. We are in a sick, sick time in America when the only thing that matters is virtue signaling. And, you know, again, her having this job is another example of that. All right, let's bring it closer to home here. Uh, our friend Jesse Jones over at Cairo 7, he has a great story. That's uh, posted on their website right now, Cairo7.com. So DSHS, they give EBT cards, you know, food benefits to tens of thousands of people in our state. Well, apparently about 1,300 at least recipients of EBT benefits have had them stolen. Uh, one of the people is a woman named Sylvia Turner. She's taking care of seven grandchildren, and she had her cards stole her card stolen, and sick all sixteen hundred dollars in credit on it were taken by the thief. And Jesse Jones has a great story up about this.
3: I went to get something for the kids to eat, and the card kept declining.
0: What's going on for Auburn Sylvia Turner? is that $1,600 of her food benefits were stolen. And it
3: said you have zero balance. And I was totally distraught
0: because I couldn't understand what happened. Sylvia, who's raising her seven grandchildren, is not alone. Thieves are wiping out recipients' accounts statewide. How many people are being impacted by this?
1: Um, It's about 1,300 individuals at this point. Okay,
2: at least 1,300 people have had, in this case, $1,600 stolen by thieves. And this is, again, all under Jay Inslee's watch. The buck stops with the governor. And everything is a mess when they tried to get uh, employment security to help out people who are losing their jobs because of the COVID shutdown. Uh, then the Nigerians came and scammed a billion dollars from the taxpayers of Washington. You can't get our mental health system functional in the state. And now here we got the the DSHS, and they have thousands of people getting thousands of dollars stolen from them by crooks.
0: Hi. Leah Stansler is the senior director of the Office of Fraud and Accountability with the SHS. She's seen these cases spread from New York,
4: to
1: California. We are trying to problem solve collectively, proactively, and as quickly as we possibly can. If another state has found a solution that's working, we are listening and trying to implement it here in Washington. We know how important these benefits are to our clients.
2: What? So Texas and New York, the other states have had thefts, similar thefts, So the person at Washington State DSHS, she says, if the other states figure out how to stop this, then we'll implement that. How weak and pathetic has our state gotten? Why don't you take the lead? Why don't you figure out how to stop these thefts? Why don't you go and catch the criminals and use law enforcement to go and catch them? But that's what DSHS is saying. That, well, it's happening in other states, and if the other states figure out some way, listen again to this. This is unbelievable to me. This is disgusting to me, how impotent our state has gotten, how we will not take charge on anything. These cases spread from New York california
1: we are trying to problem solve collectively proactively and as quickly as we possibly can if another state has found a solution that's working we are listening and trying to implement it here in washington we know how important these benefits are to our clients
2: so apparently we're not trying to find a solution that's working we're hoping some other state will and then we'll do that too and then uh this is even more amazing jesse Uh, Went to the grocery store. They found out where the thieves used this woman's card to steal 1400 bucks. And the general manager of the supermarket says that he's tried to get hold of DSHS so he can give him the video, so he can help with the investigation, and nothing is happening.
0: Sylvia saw her benefits were spent at this Red Apple grocery store on Beacon Hill. Trying to do- so she called General Manager Dean Hasagawa for help. You have pictures of the people. I have surveillance uh, and footage of it. Yes, I do. It's not Sylvia. It is not Sylvia. It was a gentleman, uh, a female with a baby infant. They did two separate transactions so between them. And here are the scammers. And what did they buy? Baby formula. Uh, Large amounts of baby formula. Uh, One transaction was over 1,000, one was close to 400. So he called DSHS, ready to provide his information. So when you call, you jump through all the numbers, the waiting online, and finally you get to the fraud department. You leave your name and number and hope they call you back. I didn't receive a call back. Dean said he hasn't gotten a call back. No one's talked to him.
1: What's up? So, yes, yes, we are doing what we can on this side um, to go after these cases. But somebody has to call them. Absolutely. Um, And that is an area that we are reaching out to our retailers and asking
2: for that. Wait a second. This guy called you. He has video of the criminals. He goes through the phone tree, finally is able to leave a message, and nobody calls him back. We have such incompetence running all government programs in the state of Washington, whether it be employment security, Susie Levine overseeing a billion dollars stolen by Nigerians. We got that. We got uh, mental health system. We got DSHS getting thousands. And this poor woman, she's got seven grandchildren she's taken care of, and now they have to choose. Where does this put you now?
3: It still puts me in a bad position because last month we had to buy food instead of paying rent. And now it's Christmas time and we still have all this rent that we owe. The SHS left no
2: option. They left no financial resource option, period. Jay Inslee, does the buck stop with you? Can you explain why all these state agencies are so riddled with incompetence and greed and corruption and theft? Can you explain that? Would you explain it? Will anybody in the media ask him about this? He doesn't want to answer my questions. And that is your big lead this hour. The big lead on Cairo Radio. By the way, go look at that whole story. Jesse did a great job on that. It's Cairo7.com is where that entire story is posted right now. All right, we're trying to figure out what's going on with this gigantic mess in our mountain passes. And again, this comes back to Jay Inslee, his vaccine mandate, our transportation specialist, Chris Sullivan. We're hoping will join us live. We'll do it live right after we check the news here in the Dory Monson Show. As we talked about at the beginning of the show today, what a mess up in our mountain passes. I 90 closed both directions. Huge 30 plus car and truck pile up yesterday. What is going on? And whenever my question is, what is going on? For the answer, I turn to our transportation specialist, Chris Sullivan, who joins us from where are you, Chris?
4: I'm in Bozeman, Montana. Just landed. Just got a big playoff you went game.
2: Straight to come on the big show. I appreciate yeah, that. I, I mean
4: pretty much as soon as I can get out of airplane mode, I'm on to the big show. That's that's where you rank, Gory.
2: Okay, so uh who do who do we got to it's, uh, Montana State and Will against William and Mary. William right? and Mary. Yep. Okay, so uh Montana five. State, if it's eleven on two, you guys should win this pretty easily, I would think.
4: Well, no, there. Well, in, in the playoff seedings, we're number four and they're number five, so it should be a pretty good ball game. Uh, How can just William
2: conference? and Mary hold so, their own against all eleven of your
4: guys? Well, because well, <laughs> I see what you did there. You're right, eleven on. Boy, that went right over my head. That's the yeah, man. The me, fact that I had to right explain
2: now. it was painful for me. <laughs> yeah, forget <laughs> it. Let's just much. move on. <laughs> uh, according yeah, so to you uh, Las what's Vegas, going on? You according what's to going Las on? Vegas, let's stay on okay. this for a second. The Bobcats are seven-and-a-half-point favorites over William and Mary tomorrow.
4: That is correct. So hoping we'll keep the streak going and see what happens. It is
2: so much fun to watch how much you and your wife love following your son's journey through through this college football career. I just absolutely love it.
4: Yeah, hey, I'll tell you what, it's a pretty great ride. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and Tommy's having his best life. I mean, he's That's just great. loving it. It's all so, we're, yeah, we're just super excited. So yeah, we're incredibly blessed. And yeah, we get to play another week. We're in the final eight. So it's great. But that's not what you brought me on for.
2: No, I brought you on to find out why on Twitter today, you posted a photo of you with your pants around your ankles at Cal Poly.
4: Well, because that was a picture that was taken somewhat out of context by (laughs) one of the Yeah, one of the parents of one of our great offensive linemen, Rush Reimer, from Camas, Washington. Wow. Great place. Uh, it, it was cold. It was. I was wearing shorts all day, like I do most days. Uh, but the sun went down. The game was at 7 o'clock. So I was in the process of putting my sweats on, oh. and he took that picture, and it looks incredibly bad. It looks <laughs> like I'm doing all the wrong things in the stadium. Yes, so you're sitting in
2: the stands with your pants around your ankles.
4: Right, but I have shorts on that are, are about the same color as my skin and the seats. So okay. it looks a lot more risque than it actually is. Because I'm not right. going to okay. drop my trousers in public.
2: <laughs> Let's get to the mountain passes now. So, yeah, so uh, wh- okay, so what's going on? Wait, wait, hours yesterday till mid-afternoon. Today, the pass have been closed both directions. What's happening?
4: Well, a lot of it is really just bad driver behavior and i mean that's just it i mean the snow is not overwhelming that they can't take care of it what we have what we had this morning is we have two semis that are going across the mountain pass and not chaining up after the chain up requirement signed and that's what we've seen a lot in the early part of this winter granted we've got a ton of snow but not anything that they can't handle but what we have is people who are driving and And not paying attention to the requirements. Most of this can be laid on the drivers for not paying attention and or sliding out. And you get a multiple bunch of spin outs up there and the thing gets just they just have to shut it down to clear it out. I mean, yesterday, what we had 12 semis and 18 cars, a 30. And that was way east of Ellensburg because it's so slippery. But again, that's just brought probably drivers going too fast for conditions and whatnot. For today, it's Snoqualmie Pass. It was people who had failed to chain up when they were required to do so. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot of it right now can be you know you you're you're pointing a finger out there. It's pointing right back at us, the driver, uh, as we head up into the passes, and we got to do a better job as drivers to follow the directions, drive a lot safer, and. You know, try to keep these things open because at some point we're going to get the amount of snow that the DOT can't handle like we did last year uh, around the first of the year. But right now, that's not the problem. It's us.
2: Okay, got it. Well, but something has come to our attention uh, about what the DOT can and cannot handle because they're still down a bunch of snowplow drivers that were fired because they're unvaccinated. And it's come to our attention, Chris, that the Inslee plan right now... If somebody got vaccinated a year and a half ago, and that vaccine has absolutely zero effect now, they can be hired to be a snowplow driver or some other state job. If somebody was unvaccinated a year and a half ago, got fired, has all the skills to do the job, they still cannot be rehired. So so both in levels of whatever vaccine protection there is, and I think it's minimal, But it's identical. If you got vaccinated a year and a half ago with no boosters or if you never got vaccinated, you're not any more protected, the vaccinated people. And yet they can be hired. But the people with experience who got fired and are unvaccinated, they cannot be rehired. That makes no sense. I mean, that just sounds like our governor sticking to a policy uh, just for the sake of, of not wanting to admit anything was done wrong.
4: Well that and they also just about about a month about six weeks ago they dropped the requirement for contractors, so if they bring in people who are seasonal but not actual government dot workers, those folks can go out and do the plow without being you know that vax mandate is gone for them as well um, so it's yeah it's very interesting how and again, to break down the numbers i don 't have the official numbers right now, but they lost more than one hundred and thirty or so uh, when it came to the department of maintenance out of the four hundred DOT workers that were uh, severed or whatever you want to call it because of the vaccine mandate. Uh, They have hired a decent amount back, but they're still down about 80, 85 people as of about six weeks ago to try to get back into the maintenance department to get people ready to roll. But you're right. There's a there's a giant conflict of what is working in practicality versus what you say can work versus what they're doing. I mean, in fact, we saw today the people that got exemptions are able to the hundred of them are able to go back into the office now yeah uh, but if you try to get an exemption and were denied n- no luck for you after two you know a year plus ago so this yeah it's crazy. just mixed messages doesn't really make sense and at some point this winter we're going to get to the point where the snow is severe enough yeah. that that might come into play where we might not be able to get the roads open based on that versus driver behavior uh so stay tuned to that but yeah, it, it doesn't seem to make an awful lot of sense. And we talked about this when this happened, or a year ago. I mean, uh, yeah. most of these people are in the cab by themselves with limited public interaction outdoors. Right. And right. what's the risk there? Uh, and it, you it know, I still no can't sense. figure that out.
2: And they still cannot be rehired, even though un- or vaccinated people whose vax has totally expired on them, they can be hired. It's craziness. All right, go Bobcats. Have a great time tomorrow night watching them to, uh, against uh, William and Mary.
4: And you can watch it on ESPN, too. It's actually on a, a real ESPN this week.
2: There you go. All right, you got it. I will be watching. i for you guys. All right, Chris, have a great time. Thank you, sir.
4: You got it, Dory, any time.
2: Our transportation specialist, Chris Sullivan, joining us. Quick time out and then our favorite sound bites of the day. Awesome audio next here on the Dory Monson Show. And down the stretch we come. What a day, what a show, what a show, what a day. And we have more to do because this one we like to count down our favorite sound bites of the day.
0: This is Dory Monson's awesome audio clips of the day.
2: We're talking a lot today about this outrageous grandstanding move by the Biden administration trading one of the worst terrorists in the world, the merchant of death, for WNBA player Brittany Griner. And in case you don't know just how bad... This guy is. We just gave back to Russia. Here's what 60 Minutes said about him. Victor Bood, uh,
0: in in my eyes, um, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. AK-47s. Not by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands. So he weaponizes civil war in Africa. He transformed these young adolescent warriors into... uh, insidious, mindless, maniacally driven killing machines that operated with assembly line efficiencies.
2: So he trained African children to engage in the tribal warfare that has killed millions of people. And we trade that guy for Brittany Griner. And the optics of all of this are just nauseating, because that's all this is about. Marine Paul Whelan continues to sit in a Russian prison, as America says, unjustly accused, of espionage. He's been in prison there for four years. We don't get him out. And we give up the greatest chip we have, the merchant of death. So why today? Well, they couldn't do this before the midterms. Because they started to realize how repulsed America would be that uh, the Biden administration is more interested in virtue signaling than anything else. They didn't even do it before Tuesday when the Georgia Senate runoff election was. But do you think it's a coincidence that Joe Biden announced this with Brittany Griner's wife by his side on the day that the, the Congress... Uh, passes the Defense of Marriage Act. This is all about grandstanding. And if you need more proof of that, just listen to Nancy Pelosi as she was talking about this trade for a vile terrorist.
1: Now, today, she is free. Free to go home to her wife on the same day that we passed the Marriage Protection Act. So we are respect for marriage, the Respect for Marriage Act. So we just, her freedom is a gift to the world, to all of us. Our gift to her is this legislation that her marriage
2: is protected wherever she may, she may live, her wife. Good, I mean, this is nauseating. This is all this is about. A little PR stunt for a congressional bill that means absolutely nothing because, uh, you know, they said we're going to protect same-sex marriage and interracial marriage, which has never been under threat. But it's, it's all just the PR stunt. So it's a gift to the world while the United States Marine continues to sit in a Russian prison. Uh, elsewhere, how about the pharmaceutical companies announcing that they are going to step up the efforts to get six-year-olds vaccinated at the same time that Ron DeSantis says he's going to go after big pharma for what they're doing
4: how they marginalized people that were speaking the truth on covid was really really damaging and it ended up killing people um because people would tell the truth and they would get deplatformed um on twitter we also going to be doing some stuff cuz i have a surgeon general in florida dr yeah. joseph
2: so they have lots of evidence to go after the pharmaceutical companies while the rest of America just bends its knee and will inject children six months old so that they can continue to make billions of dollars. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing to be able to sit and watch history happen in real time, isn't it? Okay, i got to get out of here. The John Carley and Cherry Ellicott Show is coming up next. God bless you in these crazy times, and I will see you back here tomorrow. Hi, Noon. Hi, Noon.
3: Let us be grateful to people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom.
4: Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You're really a fantastic audience.